and welcome to Punchlines. I am Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. We have a giant show for you today here, live from the South Point Sportsbook. Take a look at the sportsbook. It is packed. If I look that way, all I see is cowboys. There are cowboys all over the hotel. Uh, the rodeo's in town, I believe. It's the rodeo. And let me tell you something about the cowboys. They like to mosey through the lobby. They don't, they're not the quickest walkers, you know? I got to print out my script in the business center. I got to get here to do the studio. I, live show, live show, live coming in. And they're just, oh, give me a home where we will roam. They like to just take their time. You know, they got their spurs on. They're jingle jangling. Their kids got the giant hats that have bumped into me three times in the past day. But we're, we're glad to have them here because we love the rodeo. And it's going to be awesome. We got to get some rodeo people on the show maybe, right, Ryan? Could be fun. Why not? Hey, that's Ryan McCormick, uh, our producer here on Punchlines. Uh, this is an amazing day in sports, ladies and Welcome gentlemen. Welcome to the sports like, solstice. It is the sports solstice. I love that. You should trademark that. TM that. Like Phil Dunphy does on Modern Family with everything. Um, yeah, he always TM. Uh, uh, so anyway, it's an amazing day. Amazing show here today. We have Spencer McLaughlin. Spencer McLaughlin, uh, who does play-by-play uh, -play of all the sports at Southern Utah, which is Ryan's alma mater. Yes, it is. And Go what Thunderbirds. What's that? Go Thunderbirds. Go Thunder. That is the greatest name. Thunderbirds. Are there? Is there real Thunderbirds up in Southern Utah? Nobody's ever seen a Thunderbird. Oh, dun 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 dun. You know what I've seen? Slow moving cowboys. I've seen that at the South Point. All right. Uh, also later on, uh, hockey nut and sports betting analyst Alex White will be here live in the studio. And me, you, and Alex are doing a parlay on the South Point app. Get the South Point app. You can place your bets right there. We're going to do a parlay on hockey because it's going to be a huge night. We'll get to that. Ryan, I mean, because do we have anything to talk about today in sports? Yes, we do. It is a giant show. Every sport is pretty much going on. We're going to start with baseball. Last night, the Rangers win the American League Championship Series. Can you take me high? Oh, it's, the, it's the power, ladies They're and gentlemen. They're going, baby. It's Creed. Creed did it. Creed did it, and it helped the Vikings, too. Um, yeah, uh, so tonight... Uh, will we have Creed going against Dancing on My Own, which is the Philly song, Game 7 tonight in the National League, or the song, uh, Arizona song, which uh, they don't have one. That's why they're not going to win. If I'm giving you a sports betting tip, bet the Phillies because Arizona doesn't have a song, right? Oh, no anthem song yet. For Arizona. Uh, well, we're going to try to make the World Series. But Major League Baseball doesn't want to because we're a small market and they want Dallas and Philly. There you go. So... Uh, they're not going to make it. It's going to be the Phillies. I lost money on the Phillies last night. Are you shaking your head at my singing? Not at all. <laughs> I think it's a smash hit. Number one, top the charts. Yes, Creed, the power of Creed. Speaking of Creed, yes, the Vikings last night. And Kirk Cousins beat the 49ers. You like that. You like that. Uh, you like that. Still, the, by the way, he trademarked that. Didn't Kirk Cousins trademark that? You like that? I think he did. Yeah, Matt Never is saying yes. I believe he did. So that's genius by Kirk Cousins, former Washington Commander's quarterback. Are we allowed to say because he didn't play for the command? He played for the previous name. Are we allowed to say the Redskins? Yeah, the Redskins. Yeah, all right, okay. All right. Team uh, history. By the way, uh, I did have a winning like bet last that. night that I, I gave out. On there we the go. Oh, you like that? Got the video. Who saw you threw it in there? Still one of the greatest. That and uh, was it Bart Scott? The Jets can't wait when he knew he had to play. It was Bart Scott. Yeah, it was Bart Scott. Can't wait. I still use that uh, meme all the time. Um, George Kittles, by the way, over 15 and a half yards last night. I know that's your fantasy. Nailed match. it. Did you win your fantasy matchup? I did. You did. Did, did. Kittles help put you over the edge? Uh, no, I was, I was safe. You were last so night. safe. You yeah. didn't even need him. All right. Anyway, it was national tight end weekend that he created. I said, take over 50.5 receiving yards. I think he had 78 or 79. 
So I'm 4-0 in my last... 4-0 in my last four prop bets! That's my talent. But not our bets. What's that? But not our bets. Not our bets. No, I'm 0-2 against you, Ryan. Thank you for reminding me why I've had no to problem. wear no a Chicago Blackhawks sweater and a Golden Knights sweater, which we will see another Golden Knights sweater very shortly. And let's talk about the Golden Knights. Let's talk about the NHL tonight. For the first time ever, on a weekday, it's happened before on a weekend, on a weekday, all 16, uh, all 32 teams will be in action tonight. 16 NHL games, and ESPN has like a red zone-like approach tonight to the game. They're calling it the frozen frenzy. Um, you know, it makes sense in football, right? The red zone, Ryan, the ball crosses the 20, you switch to that game. But in hockey, how, what are they going to switch? Every time it crosses the blue line, they're just going to switch. It's gonna, yeah, that's too much movement. They're going to be jumping around too fast. Like at a House of Pain concert or something. Uh, and Alex is going to talk about some hockey with us. We bring out NCAA football tonight. If you want football tonight, you're like, oh, the NFL's done. Well, no, we got Conference USA games. Tuesday we night. We have football. New Mexico State versus Louisiana Tech. Why does Louisiana Tech mean anything to me? That's where Terry Bradshaw went. The overall pick in the 1970 draft. And Ryan, you're a massive Bears fan. I have told this to Bears fans in the past. They don't believe that this is a true story. Do you realize that the 1970 NFL draft, the number one pick came down to a coin toss between the Pittsburgh Steelers huh. and the Chicago Bears? Did you know that? I did not know it came it down to it's, a this coin toss? It was a coin toss. So the coin toss, I believe the Steelers called it. They win the toss and they draft Terry Bradshaw and win four Super Bowls. Imagine, Ryan, if that goes the other way. And the Bears draft Terry Bradshaw and possibly was that it came down to a coin flip. Why did the NFL move away from that? I don't what know. happened to the NFL lottery? Could you imagine if, if they the did that? Why, what it's going on now? I don't know, but could you imagine the drama in a coin flip? Like that would be like pay per view. People would have parties. Coin flip! Heads, tails, heads, tails, heads, tails. Yeah, on draft night. On draft night. Oh man, that would be crazy. Call, you know, we're TMing. We're trademarking everything. Trademark that. We got, what's the solstice one? What do we have? The hockey one you came Sports up solstice. With? Sports solstice, because everything. Uh, get that on. The, yeah, let's do the coin flip. The coin flip. We'll capitalize the, and it's ours. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be great. And then NCAA football, yeah. So anyway, Louisiana Tech's playing Liberty versus Western Kentucky. And you want WNBA? There's no more action, but we had action here in Vegas, baby. The, the, the Las Vegas Aces had their parade here in Las Vegas yesterday, Ryan. That they did. They Toshiba did. Plaza. Have, what's that? Toshiba Plaza. The Toshiba Plaza. There was thousands and thousands of Home people of there. champions. Home of the champions. Two-time champs. There we go. Is that Asia right there? Yes, it is. It is. And uh, yeah, that's, that's Becky, Becky Hammond. Uh, Hammond, right? And there's the whole team. Those pants roll. I think she's doing the Michael Jackson show later. <laughs> yeah, she's got a cigar. <laughs> she's, she's doing the MJ show. The Plus Circus Light show. Look at that fireworks. crowd. Fireworks abound. Yeah, congratulations to the Aces. Can they do three in a row? Can they three-peat? It's been done before. And by the way, I just said three-peat. That is a trademark phrase of Pat Riley. Pat Riley, uh, who's still working with the Heat, won a bunch of titles with the, the Lakers. He copyrighted, copywrote, copywrote, copyrighted. He owns the copyright to three-peat. So this is just a copyrighted show right now. And by the way, you can share this show. Watch our show. Hit the subscribe button. We need the subscribers. We need you to share it. So there you go. Not trademarked. But it's trademarked. But anyway, you can share it. We allow you to share it. Repeat, you're not allowed to share. So congratulations to the Aces. And by the way, so you want to talk WNBA, let's go right into NBA. Oh, my God, that's right. The NBA tips off tonight. Two games, Lakers and Nuggets. I am a lifelong Laker fan. I grew up in Pittsburgh. All my friends like the Sixers. I didn't like the Sixers. I spent some time as a kid in L.A., so I liked the Lakers. That's why I'm a Laker fan. Then I lived in L.A. for 26 years. 
So I like the Lakers. And if you listen to Jeff Parles yesterday on Sports by the Book, he likes the Lakers in that game because he says when those teams, you know, they raise the championship banner, they get their rings, all that, they're, they come out a little lazy. They come out like, hey, we're the champs. We're going to win this. He likes the Lakers tonight and uh, LeBron James. So we shall see. You know who didn't come out flat after raising their banner? I believe the Las Vegas Golden Vegas Knights. Vegas Golden Knights. They did, and we won that game on opening night. What is their record now? They're not still 6 Six. Are they? They are six. They still haven't lost. All right, we're going to talk about more hockey. Don't worry about it. Uh, let's get into Frank's Fast Takes. We haven't done these in a while. We've been doing a lot of celebrity birthdays, which we will sneak one in. But uh, for Fast Takes, uh, I want to sneak in number one, Greek Freakonomics. This is a big story out of the NBA coming the day. Look at this. Look at Giannis. <laughs> Ryan, did you make that? I did make it. Trademark that. Just add it to the TM list. Him throwing gold coins up in the air. And those gold coins, he's got a lot of gold coins. He signed Giannis and Tupo. Yes. This is why I call him the Greek freak. He has signed a three-year $186 million extension. He's got a player option. This is ridiculous. The yearly salaries are shocking. 45, 48, 54, 63. This averages... The extension, $66 million. So I figured, you know what? Let's break that down real quick. Three years, $186 million. That is $62 million per season. An 82-game season, he's making $756,000 per game. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. Just give, a, hey, Gianna, give us a half. Give us halftime. Give us one half. We're still talking like $375,000. Uh, and then just for fun, I figured out... Uh, he makes $6.8 million per letter of his full name. <laughs> his full name, Gianna Sina Ugo Atatukompo. That's 27 letters, ladies and gentlemen. That would be, uh, it'd be great in a game of Scrabble. You can't yeah, use proper name. what's that worth? Uh, but I looked it up. What's that? I said, what's that worth? That's worth 37 points in okay. Scrabble. Okay. It's not a lot because no doubles, there's a lot no of triples. I's and there's a lot of vowels, a lot of single. Uh, the KMP, they help, but 27 letters. <laughs> 27 letters, 37 points. And uh, by the way, the Las Vegas Aces complete payroll for the entire season, $1.4 million. That is not, I mean, he makes that in two games. One, you said 1.4, 100? What's that? How much? 1.4 million, I believe. Look it up. No way. I swear, I think it's 1.4 million. No way. They each way. make like 200, 400,000. There's only, how many people are on, a, on an NBA roster? There's like 10, right? 12. 12? I think it's 12. There's a couple scrubs on there. They don't make much. You know what they get? They get buffet Holy tickets. Holy cow. What? I'm right, aren't I? Active roster cap, 950,000. There you go. And they went over, and I think, yeah, it's 1.4. So basically, Giannis makes in one game roughly the entire season payroll for the Aces. And you are shocked by this, and I am shocked too. I think that's not fair. The ladies should be making a little more money. Well, Giannis' career earnings so far is $234 million. By the end of this contract, yeah. his next contract... Four hundred and sixty-one million. Four hundred sixty-one million. So half a billion dollars. Almost half a billion, just from an NBA contract. Not talking endorsement deals. Nope. Because I'm sure he's doing local ads in Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm sure he's doing. We have the best cheese here in Wisconsin. <laughs> but you know what I was saying. So let's take some of that money. Here's my idea for Giannis. If you're watching, I know you're a regular viewer. I know he's subscribed to the show. Why don't you take some of that money and buy every WNBA team? a private jet of their own so they don't have to fly commercial. The girls, most of the teams still fly commercial. I think the Liberty is one team doesn't fly commercial. Well, I mean, if the team cap is less than a million, you think they have a plane? You would think they'd have a plane instead of putting these poor girls on Southwest. So Giannis, why don't you step up, do something good for the WNBA, get them each a jet. 
That would be the best PR move that Giannis could possibly do. Well, I mean, all the money the NBA makes is what's yes! funding the WNBA. Get the so. girls a plane. Get them a plane so they don't have to say, what'd you get? Ah, C-22. Damn it! I meant to log in 24 hours right on the dot. We've all done it with Southwest. Laughs amongst the crew. Uh, tonight, uh, another fast take. Freaking frozen frenzy salami is what I'm calling it, baby. All 32 teams. It's only happened, uh, I think, once before. Dallas Stars are playing my Penguins. Bruins are playing the Blackhawks. And then the last game of the night, the Stanley Cup champions, uh, the Golden Knights, are hosting the Flyers. So it could be a good, bad day for Philly. Do the Phillies, the Phillies go to the World Series earlier in the day? Then the Flyers are going to lose. So <laughs> Ryan just blew a raspberry. So why don't we have the Phillies win, and then we can have the Flyers lose? Why don't we have both lose? Do you want Arizona to win over the Phillies? I'm not going to jinx myself, so we're just going to move past Okay, we're going to move. It sounds like he, someone has a future bet or a bet already in place. <laughs> we'll talk about this tomorrow on the show. Um, yeah, the, oh, the, the salami. Yeah, there it is, the salami. Now, you guys know I'm fascinated with the Grand Salami. If you're new to gambling, you're watching the show, basically just for the entertainment, which there's plenty, as you already know. The Grand Salami is the combined total of goals scored over the whole night of the NHL's games. Now, tonight, as I said, 16 games. The Golden Salami here at the South Point Casino. Sportsbook right behind me. Come place the Grand Salami bet right next to me. It's 103 and a half goals. That has to be, Chris Andrews, if you're watching, you got to let me know. That has to be the largest Grand Salami in South Point history. I would guess so. 103 I mean, goals. It just expanded to 32, so exactly, beforehand right. it was 30. Right, so it's 103 and a half goals. So you need 104 goals to win. Guess who's going to be on that? This guy right here. I will be watching every hockey game I'll cheering for goals, right? I'm just cheering for everybody. Especially the Penguins, though, against the Dallas Stars. We have a couple other bets on that. All right, a couple more fast takes before we bring in Spencer. Please, somebody check on Mattress Mac. Now, Mattress Mac, we talked about on this show last week. This is the furniture magnet in Houston who wagers all sorts of crazy money on the Astros every year. Last year, he won like $75 million or something ridiculous. He did it again. He does this to offset his, his, uh, his thing he does where he gives, he gives everyone their money back who buys furniture within a certain parameter of the season. So uh, he lost. He lost, and he was not happy. I think we have some video of, of, of Mattress Mac not looking so happy when the Astros were trailing 8-2. to two. There he is. There he is. Everyone in his section, all his employees. He just realized he lost out on a possible, I think he was going for like $43 million yeah. with all his bets. He could have won. He didn't lose $43 million, but he could have won $43 million. So no wheelbarrow like he had last year. He actually gave him a wheelbarrow last year. You saw it at the private airport. He's wheeling it out to his private jet. So, oh, poor Mattress Mac. He's worth like over $300 million. He's going to be fine. Okay, last fast take. Saintly speeding. Let's talk about this. New Orleans Saints and Ohio State All-American Chris Olave was arrested for speeding. He was taken into custody. They don't mess around in those parishes down in New Orleans. Uh, the speedy receiver was clocked going. It's a 30-mile-hour zone. How fast do you think he was going, Ryan? You might already know. but I know it. Okay, but, but if you saw that, oh, my God, someone was arrested and taken into custody for speeding, 30-mile-hour zone, you would think triple digits. What would you think, right? Yeah. You'd yeah, think 110. He was going 70. Doesn't sound that crazy, Double the limit, 70 to 35? It's double the limit. Yeah, I read 70 to 30. Is it 70 to 35? I, I think it was a 35. Uh, At least that's the, that's the tweet we have. Okay, but seriously, 70? 70's not that fast anymore. Cars are built to handle the roads. He was arrested. Yeah. Uh, his brother took to social media saying, bro was on the way back to the crib from CVS. Ain't none serious. He'd used a hip. He's none for like nothing serious. 
Uh-huh. I don't know if because he's the Saints. Yeah, it's very holy. He yeah. went with the nun. But, I mean, he was speeding back from CVS. Oh, what could have he purchased at CVS that would have him speeding back home? Uh, one of those ball bags for Derek Carr. Those <laughs> nets. Possibly. Or maybe he had a lady friend over. He's a good-looking rich guy, right? Maybe, maybe he, he was one like, of those, oh, um... I'm, I'm running low. I got to run to this. I don't know. He ran to the, he ran to the farm. <laughs> maybe I'll be right back. Runs to the pharmacy. I don't know. But he was going seven. He got arrested. I have a feeling this will be this, – this is ridiculous. But uh, any fine for dri- driving – okay, and by the way, I figured this out. Uh, the $200 fine was for driving over 40 miles per hour over the posted speed limit, which means Giannis, with all his money, he could drive 330,000 miles per hour over the speed limit and still be able to pay for the ticket. That's fast takes. That's the math right there. All yeah, right. that, that uh, math calculates. Uh, celebrity birthday, by the way, we'll talk about in hockey because he has hockey affiliations. But let's get uh, my man Spencer. I've never met this gentleman. I've heard nothing. My man things. Spencer. My man Spencer. It's your man Spencer <laughs> because he does all the games at your alma mater, Southern Utah. Yes, he does. Oh, I got to put my headphones on. Let's go headphones. Here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he uh, does play-by-play for all the student athletics at the University of Southern Utah. He's host of the Locked On, Locked In Pac-12 podcast and his own podcast, Locked On the Ducks, because he's a big Oregon Ducks fan, which we'll talk about. That's on the Super West Sports Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Spencer McLaughlin. Spencer, there he is. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good to be on with you. You had it right the first time, by the way. Locked On, not Locked In. Locked On Pac-12, Locked On Ducks. But you know what? We we literally haven't met before this, before this moment. I can forgive bad handwriting in the first meeting. Like, it's all good. That's it's what good. happened. My penmanship is the worst. You know, when I went to the grade school, they, they would grade everything on one, twos, and threes when I went to this school. I would get straight ones and then a big three for penmanship. And I'm like, well, I guess maybe I'll be a doctor. Maybe I'll write prescriptions. Yeah, you would think so. You would think, but I ended up, ended up doing comedy and watching sports my whole life. And that's what you do, man. I, you do all the play-by-play sports for Southern Utah. Run down the You're list. Right. Run down the list of what you do. Yeah, so soccer, volleyball, football, men's and women's basketball, gymnastics, and softball. I do all those broadcasts for Southern Utah on on ESPN Plus. I also have moved into a, a radio role with them uh, this year, so we're you know doing a simulcast for our home broadcast. And then I'm traveling with uh, the football team all over the country, calling their games, and they've had a thrilling season. Not the results they've always wanted, but yeah. And then uh, two daily podcasts on on the Locked On Network. I actually was just uh, recording and uploading one of them before <laughs> before I hopped on here with, uh, with, with with you guys, so that I can have my afternoon free to go play golf, which okay, is what well, I do in my free time. <laughs> I was just going to say, what do you do with a little bit of free time? that you seem to have you play golf there you yeah go. it's golf it's, it's it's golf it's golf and and more golf like ba- basically i get up every, the only two things that get me out of bed in the morning are work and golf that's I it, love it. there's nothing your- else there's nothing else that i leave bed for unless maybe i'm traveling to go on on vacation but otherwise i i i'm a i'm a homebody until i go to go to the broadcast booth or or hit the links that's and what's your handicap uh lowish Lowish. Lowish. I'm a, yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I've been. I've been playing pretty well recently. I'm down to a plus one, which sucks because a, a buddy of mine wow. uh, or a friend of mine who I who I play, you know, just a friendly match against every week. We're playing together in St. George on Friday, and I think I'm going to have to give him more shots than usual, which means I just have to play a little bit better. But yeah, I've. Uh, I, I I play a good amount of golf, and I don't do much else other than work and golf. Those are kind Damn. of the two things that I do to. To keep my to keep myself busy. Every it's guy, not bad. Every it's not guy bad. watching the show is like, I want this guy's life. Ask me. I'm gonna set me up for a joke here. What's my ask me what what my handicap is? What is your handicap? My sir? golf clubs. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the oldest checky green joke in the world. My golf clubs. All right, that's my handicap. 
Um, what's your favorite of the sports to call? Do you have a favorite? I like basketball the best. Yeah, and uh, my guy. Hello, Ryan. By the way, good to see you what's again, up, my Ryan, Ryan has directed many a basketball games that I've called, and uh, there, there is nothing to me like a great crowd for for basketball, just because you're you're in such a condensed environment. You know, it's the the sound is just kind of reverberating off the rafters, which are so tight. Like football can be great for for sure, and I and I love calling football games. And uh, sneakily, one of my favorite sports to call is softball because you know Southern Utah doesn't have baseball, but softball is a really exciting sport. But the crowd in a basketball game, yeah. when when the crowd is rocking, there, there's no feeling like that in in the world to me. That's what, Ryan. So you direct and Ryan's a multi hyphenate too now. You direct, you produce. Trying to. He's trying to. I love it. And Ryan, what what are the two things that get you out of bed every day? Um, this show. Sports and and <laughs> sure we'll go with this and show. Punchlines. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Um. Now, uh, professionally, what teams do you follow professionally? What are you, who are your professional favorites? I'm a Pacific Northwest kid originally, so I'm a, I'm a Seahawks fan. I okay. got my uh, my Mariners shirt on today. Nice. Um, and then uh, Portland Trailblazers as as well, which is a tough time right now. Um, <laughs> frankly, I, a tough I like time what you guys for, got back. Yeah, they got a lot back for trading. Day, <laughs> no, right? yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate it. It's it, like it's it's just sad. You know, Brandon Roy was the first All Star that I remember as a kid as a Blazers fan growing up just south of Portland and Lake Oswego. And, you know, I had, I, we had a poster in our, in our playroom where we had the seven foot Nerf hoop and there was a picture <laughs> of Brandon Roy and it said, uh, it said Portland's all-star, you know, like that was the first superstar in the NBA that I really latched onto. But then the second one was Damian Lillard and yeah. like it, just to watch the organization piss his career into the toilet um, yep. by not getting him yeah, a court. Like him, I look yeah. around the NBA and I go, what, 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 why can they do that? Wait, why, why can't we get those sorts of guys? Why can't, why, why are we not making these sorts of moves? Like they're just too content to be stuck in the middle for way too long. And, you know, they traded CJ McCollum two years too late. And, and it's just, it, it's frustrating. It, it's frustrating. I, I think there's a core though. I think I'm, you know, after the Drew Holiday move and what we ended up getting back there, I feel better about the team's vision and what they can be going forward. It's just going to take a while because it's Portland. You know, uh, this this is an organization that has made the conference finals twice in my life, and for one of them, I was three years old, and I don't remember anything about it. So, it, it's it's just going to be a long bill. Yeah. It's going to be a long. It's going to be a long bill. It's going to be like the Kings and the Grizzlies. You know, you got to endure some years at the bottom before you build around a young core. And I, I know the plan is there, and I I think the plan can work. It's just frustrating to know that. You had the best player in yeah. franchise history, and you didn't win a single game in the conference finals. Got there once, but that's Spencer, life as a Pacific I, I Northwest know. sports now, fan. Now you know what's been. Now he wants to go take a nap. He's like, you know what? I got up for this. <laughs> now I want to go to bed because you've depressed me about the Trailblazers. Uh, when did they win the t- seventy-seven with Bill Walton? Didn't they win a t- 77, 77. 1977, Bill Walton. Believe, the only reason I know that is I had that Sports Illustrated cover on my. I used to cut out Sports Sports Illustrated. Ryan was a magazine. I know. It's I used to have the cards that they had in the. I used to take them. It's out. basically right. like the internet, but in mag in paper form is what Sports really? Illustrated was. Faces in the crowd was my favorite thing at the end. But I remember I used to cut out the covers and I'd put them on the wall, and that was a big deal. And for some reason, I thought Bill Walton was such a cool looking dude. So I had him up on the wall, and let's just let's be honest. I also had Paulina Portskova, Carol Alt, Kim Alexis, Christy Brown. I the, the the swimsuit issue made the wall a lot. Let's just say that. Um, 
All right. Let's. By the way, Seattle. Uh, the, the Seahawks were like one of only of the the top eight teams, the the favorites. They were the only team that covered the spread, and they only did it by half point. So it was a tough weekend gambling. But Seattle. I mean, Geno Smith. I mean, no one thought last year. You got to be. You got to be high on the Seahawks this year a little bit, right? I, I feel good about where yeah. the Seahawks are at. I, yeah. Absolutely. I, I like their defense a lot. They have rebuilt very well. Amazing. You know, looking back on it, of course, the Russell Wilson trade looks brilliant. I was frustrated <laughs> with it at the time. I've come around for more than one reason. Um, not just because it got us Devin Witherspoon, who, yes. you know, is beast. going to be in the running for defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. He's really, really good. And you, you have him and Reek Woolen. Jamal Adams played really well on on Sunday and Quandre Diggs. I like the secondary, the front force playing well. A lot of things to like there. I just don't know if if, if Geno Smith is a guy that's winning you a Super Bowl. Right. I don't know if the defense is that good yet. Like rookie Russell Wilson was a Super Bowl caliber team early Russell Wilson before he really you know became a superstar and obviously long before his regression that we've seen with the Broncos I think this defense is really good above average they're getting pressure well their secondary covers Bobby Wagner's a beast and he mentors Jordan Brooks and it's all really really good I don't know if they're quite there yet. I certainly like the direction that they're going, though, and Pete Carroll just continues to be the ageless wonder. He's unbelievable. And he running up and down, chewing gum. I love that guy. Um, so here's a scenario for you I'm going to throw out there about the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. They got some They got some, some draft picks stockpiled, right? They got some. What if they, use, they trade up? How good would Michael Penix Jr. look in a Seattle Seahawks uniform, bringing, hearkening back the lefty days of Jim Zorn when I first watched the Seahawks? <laughs> Zorn DeLargent. I loved those guys. Uh, yeah, I, mean, so, I don't know. Because Gino only signed, like, what, a two-year – it's a short deal. They kind of knew. I, it was a two-year two or three-year deal. Three, right. They know, like, he's yeah. not long, long, long-term. But, you know, he can get them to where they need to go. But then you bring in someone, maybe Tudor. I don't know. I just think Penix, it could just go across town, right? Or, you know, it's, it's a short drive. Yeah. So so I, I, I think there's a lot of appeal in that sort of pick. I don't know if they've got enough capital to trade up and get one of these quarterbacks. However – not everyone that's drafting high is going to take a quarterback yeah. and someone might want to trade down. I think that's an intriguing option to say the least with the number of NFL guys that you have in there. Obviously covering the Pac-12, I know how good Michael Penix is. I've seen it for the last couple of years more than you know a lot of the country, frankly. It's why he flew under the radar as a Heisman candidate a season ago. Here's my thing with Penix. He is not a guy that can succeed if he doesn't have a good offensive line. Look at his numbers at Indiana. He was running for his life. He got injured a couple times. <laughs> good point. Look at his numbers at Washington. NFL offensive lineman, above average on PFF offensive lineman each of the last couple of years. He's not under pressure a lot. On Saturday night, when Arizona State was able to get a lot of pressure, he really struggled. He's not a guy who makes plays outside the pocket. I think that the natural comparison for him is Tua Tagovailoa. And it's a perfect comparison. If you put him in an environment run by Brian Flores and a non-offensively driven team, it doesn't look so good. Yeah. You put him with Mike McDaniel, it looks really good <laughs> Pro Bowl caliber. I think the comparison is apt. Neither guy is a statue, but neither guy is mobile. You need a good offensive line and a good scheme, and the ball placement and accuracy is crazy, crazy good. I don't know if the Seahawks offensive line right now is at the level that I think Penix would need to have success. Interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I don't right. think it's there. They've got two young tackles, one of whom Lucas uh, out of Washington State is working his way back from injury. I'm not sure how long he'll be out. Charles Cross was back this week. The offensive line is 
barely doing enough right now. I think they grade bottom five in the NFL. They're playing a little bit better than that. But at this point in time, I don't think, even though the geography's there and, and those stadiums are, you know, 20 minutes apart, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that is a perfect fit unless you can go find a Pro Bowl center. Okay, I think yeah. that's I think that's what you need is to have a better your offensive line because it's been a revolt or a lot of injuries and just kind of a lot of average play. I love it. What a, what a that's you, you nailed that right on the head. And by the way, show twelve, first person to use the word apt. I love it. Way to go, Spencer. We don't that you, your your vocabulary is impressive. I like it. So Ryan, you guys know each other. Do you have any questions for your buddy yeah. here, Spencer? I, we'll get into the Pac-12 next, but well, so Spencer and I have had a. Uh-oh extensive conversation on the college football playoff okay. expansion all right oh, spencer yes. is a believer that the playoff should only be four teams Ooh. yeah I, I look i like the insanity of 12 you like four, but there's always i think i think you need more than four maybe less than 12 that's the only way his ducks are going to get in oh man he's coming after the ducks now i mean we've made the playoff when <laughs> in the national championship game when there was a four-team playoff and when there was only a two-team playoff essentially in the bcs I would go back to the BCS before I advocated for a 12-team playoff. It is tearing at the very fabric of what makes college football such a fantastic sport. And that's that on a week-to-week, game-to-game basis, there is no sport, not even the NFL, that matches the urgency of college football. You do not rush the field because of a massive win in the NFL because (laughs) no regular season game can mean as much. When you lose one game in college football, you are on the clock. Oregon lost to Washington. They're on the clock. Next loss, you're not in the playoff. You can make the argument for an individual fan base. I could come on here and say as an Oregon fan, yeah, well, it'd be great. Oregon will have more access to the playoff. Well, so will everybody else. I don't want to live in a way. And by the way, the automatic qualifier nonsense yeah, is no, that, even worse. Yeah. yeah. You talk about you talk about lunacy. It's just a bigger version of something we're doing away with in the sport, largely speaking, which is, hey, we shouldn't have divisions. You shouldn't benefit from being lucky by everybody else being down. And yet we're sitting here saying you should automatically get into the playoff if you win your conference. Like, wait, hold up. In what were Utah in 2021, really good team. They ended the year. 10-3 and three after they beat my Ducks in Las Vegas in the Pac-12 championship yeah. game. I was there. Utah fans were the most wonderful to be around as I watched my team get obliterated <laughs> in front of my very eye. It was as fun as it could have been. I don't want to live in a world in which a three-loss yeah, team three has team, a man. chance to play for the national championship. I hate that. But guess what? As we consolidate these conferences, that's what's going to happen. And there are problems in college football. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, nothing needs to change. No, scheduling is a major, major issue. But the week-to-week urgency is so much greater. I would miss watching three Seahawks games before I missed watching one Oregon game. And I love the Seahawks. (laughs) I have my whole life. But there is no set. When we lost week one to, to the Rams, it wasn't a great feeling. It does not come even remotely close to the feeling of a loss that Oregon took against Washington because you lost to a rival and rivalries are more intense in college football. And you lost and you look at their schedule now and say, well, you have to win out. Oregon's capable of winning out. They can absolutely do that. It's not a guarantee, but that, that broadly speaking for the health of the sport is not a change that I see as being necessary to introduce in order to improve it. Right? Like baseball, for instance. I like the pitch clock. Yeah. I'm usually traditional, yeah, but I'm I like the pitch too, clock. Yeah, I love it. I because think it gives fantastic. it because it gives it more of a rhythm and a flow. 
And there are contrasting arguments here that I'm introducing, but allow me to explain. College football <laughs> is undergoing these big changes. And to the outside casual fan, it might make it more exciting. Well, more teams can make the playoff. You have more games that have national championship implications in bowl season and, and, and everything like that, which is true. But college football does not have a television ratings and money problem. Baseball did. And the numbers have gotten better. Yeah. So appealing to casuals is not something I'm a fan of unless it is necessary for the overall health and well-being of the sport. And baseball needed to modernize itself to get more casual people into the stadium and watching on television. And I think the changes have done that. Yeah, In college football, you had no such issue. You had no problem. <laughs> the ratings were doing nothing but going up. We didn't need a 12-team playoff to get a billion dollar media rights contract in the Big Ten and close to a billion in the SEC. It was already great. And you're just tearing at the fabric of what has made the sport great, which is when a team loses, it means more than in any other sport. And I lament that loss. There are, there are benefits to it. I'm not denying that. The negatives far outweigh them in my view. All right, but Spencer, are you passionate about this topic? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, your reasoning is amazing. Let's let's talk some Pac-12 stuff real quick here. Uh, you were talking okay. about the Ducks versus Utah. That's a big game on Fox at twelve thirty on Saturday. Right now, I see Arizona or, or excuse me, Oregon minus six and a half. Uh, you're a Ducks fan. You do the Ducks podcast. What uniforms are they wearing? Do we know in advance yet? Do we know which? <laughs> no, no, we don't know. Uniforms? We don't know yet. They usually they usually drop them on Wednesday, They're and it's going to be hard amazing. to top last week. Oh, those were so uh, cool. last, last week. Last week for me is a top five uniform all time. Unbelievable. They were, those were so wicked. I love those. Ryan, if perfect. you could get a picture of that, uh, they would be great. All right. So what's your, what do you want to talk? Uh, what do you think? Uh, Oregon, Utah, minus six and a half. We want to talk the gambling angle, angle here. So you probably think the Ducks yeah. are going to win, but can they cover the six and a half? They, they, they can cover the six and a half. Here's what's interesting about this line from what I've seen. I don't know if you noticed, but it opened at Oregon minus five. Mm -hmm. So Vegas thinks it's kind of in that sort of range. Yeah. Early money, in, in my experience, tends to be public money, and late money tends to be sharp money. And I look at that line and think that Oregon, who has been very impressive this year, is arguably the most complete team in the Pac-12. I think that has a lot of public confidence right now, justifiably so. And I think it's the public that has moved the line from five to six and a half, at least at Caesars. That's what, you know, what they list in the ESPN app. It opened Oregon minus five. Actually, last I checked, I saw it was Oregon minus seven. Oh, I if that seven, goes I'm... over, if that goes over a touchdown, look, I'm I'm confident in Oregon's ability to win this football game because Cam Rising isn't on the other side. Though Bryson Barnes is solid, I struggle giving up over a touchdown to Kyle Whittingham at yeah, home. I I that that that's tough. If you got that number at five, that's okay, but. Banking on Oregon to win by two scores, <laughs> even against yeah. a Cam Rising list Utah team, I think is really, really tough. So from, from a gambling standpoint, I would wait and see what the line does. Under a touchdown, I, I lean Oregon over a touchdown. I would lean towards Utah. I think there's a really solid chance with the Utes defense and the way that they are just such a well-coached and well-schemed football team. I think there's a good chance this game ends in like the – kind of 30, 24 range, 28, 23, like so, something like that where Utah tries to kill the clock a bit, but Oregon's going to be able to score points. And I, I like where the Ducks offense is at. It's extremely well balanced. But if that line goes to seven and a half, 
boy, it's hard to not like Kyle Whittingham at home. Great, great stat for you guys. Utah, with fans in the stands, hasn't lost a home game since 2018. Oh my God, that's and then the the guy, uh, the guy with the BB initials. The guy's never lost a start. He's never lost. A Bryce, yeah, Bryson Barnes Bryce. has never lost a college football game as a starting quarterback. A lot of factors to help uh, help out Utah on that one. Uh, we have Alex Wade here. Alex is going to be on right after you're done here, but she's a big Pac-12 fan as well, so she wants to say hi and has a has yes. something she wants to talk about. Go for it. Hi, Spencer. So last week I gave out the over for the Utah Uh-oh, USC. I can't hear. Oh, we can't. Her mic. Her mic's not on. I don't think. Do I get to blame Ryan for something yes, again? That was my Ryan. favorite. That was my I can favorite hear. pastime during the Southern Utah games. Uh, oh, you could hear through your. Blame own. it on Lee. <laughs> 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 well, here, talking. Okay. All right. Well, just going to switch mics. Okay, here we go. Hi, Spencer. Okay, there we go. Hi. So, last week, I gave out the over for the Utah USC game. I said there was no way Utah was going to get shut out. I know last year they beat USC twice. I thought we were going to see a better um caleb williams from usc i was not expecting them to get the upset over usc what do you think about this total 48 and a half i know oregon's defense is a lot better than usc's yeah i i that's a tough number because here's the thing utah has clearly found something running the football with 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 sione vaki in in the wildcat and barnes did did enough last week I, I, I do kind of lean towards the under there, just barely. I think it's close, but here's the thing. Bryson Barnes at home, I expect him to be better than what the Utah offense was able to do at Oregon State. But that game and the UCLA game, I struggle to get out of my head. And I think that UCLA's defense is really, really good. But Oregon's defense has also been good this season. And I don't think that Barnes is someone who is going to light them up the way Cam Ward did last week. And even Cameron Ward, who was absolutely dialed in the zone, he was making big-time NFL throws. He went for 435 yards, and Oregon didn't turn him over and needed an eight-point play at the end of the game, essentially, with less than a minute to go to put up 24 points. So I think that's the range that Utah is kind of looking at here. A year ago, Cam Rising on the road at Autzen Stadium, to be fair, put up 17 on an Oregon defense Actually, the offense only scored 10. Oregon gifted them one with this dumb trick play that backfired into a touchdown. But (laughs) I I don't think that, you know, the home field, the home field advantage obviously favors Utah here. But I I like Oregon's defense. They are a better unit than last year. And this is a Utah team that struggled to run the football and struggled just kind of across the board with Cam Rising at the helm. So I kind of think the the home field advantage is somewhat negated by the Bryson Barnes factor. I think when you're looking at that 48 number, you have to think about how many points you think Oregon can score on Utah. You can talk yourself into whatever position you want there, but if that number is hovering around 48, I, I think a total, you know, at 20 plus or minus three is probably where Utah ends up. So you then need to assess how do you feel about Oregon's offense against that that Utah defense to figure out where you land on the on the over under there. Spencer, I just wish you would come with with more. You'd be prepared more when you come on the show with facts <laughs> and numbers. Holy mackerel, Alex! Very good follow up question. I did jump on Oregon to win the Pac-12. How do you see them running the table here, and who do you think will be their biggest challenge? I, I think their biggest challenge is either Utah or Oregon State. It's certainly not USC. I think the Ducks right now are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite as a look ahead line. And if the Ducks win by two scores against Utah, it could go up even further. Um, yeah, I, I think it's far more likely that they go 
five and zero down the stretch than it is for them to go three and two and, and end up nine and three in the regular season season as they did last year. They play uh, four of their final six at home, including last week against Washington State. So now three of their final five. So they've got Cal at home, USC at home, and Oregon State at home. They're certainly capable of winning all of those games. Oregon State's a really good team. Tough to not like the Ducks at Autzen Stadium, though, especially given how the Civil War went uh, a season ago. I think Oregon you know, definitely controls their own path to get there. And if they play the way they're capable of every week, 5-0 is, is, is very much in the cards. And then who they're facing in that game, you know, right now you'd say it'd be Washington in a rematch, which they're certainly capable of winning. But Washington still has to play at USC, have to play Utah, and have to play at Oregon State and have to play Washington State. And then, you know, a rivalry game, anything could happen. So I think you I, I think it's a pretty solid bet. What what sort of value did you get odds wise on Oregon to win the Pac twelve? I got plus two ninety. Plus two ninety. Wow. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. That's yeah. I I I, th- I think that's pretty solid because those odds probably come down if they win their next three games, which they will be favored to do. They'll be favored to win each of their next five. Once they win a couple, I bet you that comes down. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I think that's, I think that's a pretty solid bet. Excellent job. Hey, honestly, Spencer, you came, you kicked ass. That was unbelievable. You know, your stuff. This is why you do Thank podcasts you. on the pack 12 <laughs> RIP pack 12. I grew up a UCLA fan, so I'm going to miss the pack 12 and, uh, and your other one. So just give us the name of your two podcasts. Cause I, I need the information. Yeah. Lot, <laughs> yeah. Locked on pack 12 and locked on ducks are on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts Monday through Friday all the time. But yeah, fun to be on with you guys. Oh Thanks Ryan for the invite. Man. You did an yep, excellent job. You, Last thing I'm going to ask you five seconds, favorite sports movie of yep. all time. Go Moneyball. Moneyball. There we that go. There we go. Too. Good choice. I love it. Spencer, you will be back, I hope. Uh, outstanding job. We're going to be here with Alex White. When we come back after the break, we're going to talk Frozen Frenzy and the Grand Salami. We'll be right back. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. 
And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. But Ryan, have you seen the original Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds? We're still talking about sports movies here. This has been a hot topic. We're going to come back on Monday, by the way, when Denny Nagel's live in studio. We're going to do Movie Monday. We're going to do more sports movies because it's been very popular on the show. Uh, the Longest Yard, you're going the Sandler version, which he was trained to be a good quarterback, Adam Sandler, by Sean Salisbury, who was on the show last week. Sean was the technical advisor on that. Sean frickin' Salisbury. Sean frickin' Salisbury. I wore the shirt. Uh, do we have any live comments? Anything? Anything? Uh, happening on the YouTube. By the way, we appreciate you guys watching. We appreciate all the live comments. We appreciate you subscribing. Hit the subscribe button. I feel like a TikToker, but do it and share the show with the YouTube links that Jerry creates, or I guess Ann's doing it today. Uh, any comments? What do we got? Uh, well, we're missing Girl Genius NYC. Oh my God. I um, Jerry's chimed in. He said, Go Ducks. Okay. Um, oh, Jerry, Jerry, who works here? Yes. Oh, he's chiming in. Yes. Well, Our guy Jerry on his day off, chiming in, watching his day, the video. You got to give him a day off. All right. Yeah. And then. Uh, Paul and Bob Dell had some good had some good back and forth. Good back and forth. Yeah, Bob likes your jacket. I, oh, do you? I know Joseph Pratt. You might be watching. Also likes my jacket. He rates my jackets every day. Remember the Premium Outlet Mall right across the street here at the South Point. The Skechers. I highly recommend the Skechers. <laughs> uh, they had a buy one get one fifty percent off. I got like four or five under hundred bucks. I don't dress up four nicely as you, but this sketches. is my look. Everyone knows Frank. He's hip and he's young. He's hip. <laughs> That's the biggest laugh I've ever gotten in this studio. Right there when I said I'm hip and young. Holler! Is that how the kids do it? And do they even do holler anymore? No. Let's bring in our guest. You heard her talking to Spencer, who was, by the way, it was awesome. Great job, Spencer. Fantastic. It's Alex White, sports betting analyst, and just a hockey nut. And what else can we say about you? And, oh, my God, before we get to hockey, I didn't mention this last time. You were a contest winner here in Las Vegas. You won a giant check. Tell us about that. I did. So um, it's called The Last Man Standing. You have to bet against the spread. Um, I did. I signed up for NFL and college. I won the college last year in wow. 2022. And then I actually went back to back kind of because uh -oh. for college basketball, there was a four-way tie. So I thought I was out. It was down to four. It was Connecticut SDSU. I put my ticket in on SDSU. Wow. They lost by a lot. So uh. I'm like, all right, that stinks. I was almost there. I get a phone call. Hey, Alex, uh, you won the last man standing because it's called the last man standing. Yeah. All four of you picked SDSU. <laughs> so we're going to split this 50000 between Dude, you four. Nice. So, yeah. Cashing in. And by the way, last man standing, is it time to change the name of this contest? I mean, I let's, I mean, that's, you know, last person standing. Uh, I mean, I don't She's know. She's like, they gave me a check. I, I, don't yeah. Yeah. I, I love them. They gave me a giant check for $100,000. Then call whatever the hell they want. I just want to win it. I know um, I wasn't the first woman. I did ask that. So there was somebody before me. And um, I kind of thought about it. I was like, I want it to be even playing field. I went against a lot of really sharp sports betting men, okay? Sure. So I, I can be the last hey, you have, And you have the last laugh standing is what you have on that one. All right, let's talk <laughs> hockey. We've been talking about it. Uh, the Grand Salami, 103 and a half. You know, that's all I care about. I love the Grand Salami. I lost a Grand Salami bet. And I'll take the over. Do you want to go under on Grand Salami? 103 and a half? If Ann's not taking it, I will. She's going under? Okay. All right. All right. And I both on the under. Damn it. Coke Zero? We doing a Coke Zero on this? Uh, we, we wager Coke Zeros around here. All right. So let's talk hockey. Uh, you, you've been, I know this is a big day. You're super excited for this. 
It's going to be all day hockey. I am very excited. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Red Zone. I watch it every yes. Sunday because I don't have a million TVs like some people. So I've got two, <laughs> and one of them has got Chris Red Andrews. Zone. Right. Right. Every week. So I'm excited to see what they do with hockey and to have every team playing. It's just going to be so much well, fun. Well, we're in the hands of John Butchergrass, and uh, I, he's the best. I, I love Butch. He's great. So he's going to do a great job. I'm excited to watch it, too. But let's talk about South Point Lions. Let's talk about picks. And Ryan and Alex and I are going to do a parlay that I'm going to place on the South Point Sportsbook app. We're going to let you know. Oh, I just turned on my light. Look at I'm in a Taylor Swift show now. Woo, Taylor, shake it off. All right, this happens. I feel like, see, I'm hip and young. How do I turn this flashlight off? All right, let's talk hockey. What do you like tonight, Alex? Okay, so I failed this a little bit. Some of the lines have moved. So from now okay. on, I'm going to tweet out Monday night once the lines come out what I like. Okay. We can retweet it and put it out there. So then we can talk about it, and then people know that I'm legit. But and what's your Twitter handle, by the way? It is Alex White with two E's. Two E's, okay. Okay. Yeah, because if you do one E, I tagged you in something, and it's some guy who's like a male model in like a jacket. And I looked at him like, that doesn't look like Alex White. So I know this is going to be surprising, but there's a lot of Alex White. I would there. say it sounds like a common name. All right, let's right. Uh, let's hear some numbers. Let's hear what you got for us. All right, so Dallas Stars and Pitts and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. Okay, I wrote Pirates. I'm still on baseball mode. <laughs> okay, I like under six and a half here. We know. Jake Ottinger is one of my favorite goalies. I think he is one of the best in the league. The Stars are 3-1 and one to the under. They have been fantastic on 5-on-5, five five, only allowed four goals, and they've been even better shorthanded. No power play goals yet this year. So we are going under 6.5. I think it has moved to 6, but South Point. Right okay, here, right. still has six and a half. If you like my play, you can go bet it here. Yep, I think six and a half for minus one thirty. Six and a half for minus one thirty. It's get boot, get the South Point app. You don't even have to leave your couch. You can be like Spencer. You can just roll out of bed, play golf, and bet on the South Point app. All right, so there you go. You like the under in the Stars Penguins game, which is a four thirty puck drop. Uh, Penguins at home are underdogs. We'll get to that in a minute. Yes, All right, what else? <laughs> so you're not going to like my next two oh, because they're yeah. both unders as well, and I know you're on the over. For the I'm because I'm a people. casual fan. I'm an idiot with a pen and a phone. I don't crunch numbers. I just go, score, score, score. Maybe the other games can get you there. But <laughs> right. Colorado at New York taking on the Islanders. I also like this under. I got under six in this one. See, I like Ryan the over. Ryan and I are a little bit on different sides for this one, but – I mean, both of these teams, if you watch them, they both play really good defense, and they have been really good lower goalies. in the goal scoring. But They have good goalies. They do have good goalies. Both can score. I, I'd like the over, only if the, uh, the Islanders back up. Uh, Sorokin? Yep. It looks yeah. like it is him. Yeah. If it is him, I like the over. So you're, you're kind of counting on the Avs to, to score mm -hmm. a lot in this one. Yep. At least four. I'm counting on everyone to score <laughs> with the Grand Salami at 103 and a half. All right. Continue, Alex. I apologize. <laughs> no, you're okay. I think um, I have one more under. No, I think that's it. So we can move on to our parlay. Okay. So the three of us are going to put $10 in each. Yep. $30 parlay. $30 parlay. Three legs. All right, Alex, who's, who's your leg of this parlay? All right. So I had a couple I was going back and forth from because I do like Edmonton tonight at Minnesota. They don't have Flurry in. They have their backup goalie. So Edmonton, even money. I know McDavid is out, but I'm not going to put that on the parlay because I am wearing a Golden Knights. You're wearing a Golden Oh, and that's sweater, the last game right? of the night. Yeah. It's a sweater. I like the white. It's a sweater. It's, yeah. And I like the white, and you wore it because it's I, frozen, frozen Frenzy. It's ice. White. white. Very good. What's that? It's white. So Alex I am going white. to throw in Alex for white. us three. Oh, yes. I am going to throw in the puck line, which is, I think, plus 105. We'll have to check that. 
on the South Point app. Um, BGK minus one and a half. Yes. I see plus 120. Nice. Whoa, even nicer. So there you go. So, All right. So again, we're wagering $30 of our hard-earned punchline cash, ladies and gentlemen. The first leg from Alex is the Golden Knights plus 120. Have um, to win by two Minus goals. one and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next up, the 2-0 and o hockey better against me. We're not going against me. We're working as a team here. We okay? are working as a team here. Going as a team. Are you going with the Chicago game or are you staying away from your Blackhawks? No, just... I will. Uh, I don't bet with my heart. In yeah, this case. I know. That's all I do. So that's why. I will take the under in the San Jose Sharks and Florida Panthers game. Is that six and a half? The under is plus 105. Okay, so we have the under. And I don't think there's any real drama here. I don't think I'm really building to anything who I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Penguins as a home dog. Uh, I have to. What do you have them right now? What's the current South? Do you have the South Point? Plus 105. Minus we got 105. three right. plus what? monies on the parlay. Yep. Yes. I mean, come on. We got to do this. We're doing this parlay. We're going to do it here at the South. There's the South Point right there, ladies and gentlemen, right there. There's a sports book right behind us. There's the hot. You can come get a hot dog for $1.50. You find a better hot dog for $1.50. Costco, it's good. This is better. Chicago style. Boom. That line want. is usually 10 deep. It's amazing. But they move fast. Um. So this hockey, so what's your plan for the hockey? Are you going home? Are you watching hockey? Are you going to be Tonight? all day? Yeah, what are you doing? Well, I mean, yeah, 16 games. You can watch 13 of them just on the ESPN plus uh, whatever, ah, puck pass. Puck pass. Um, but yeah, good night. Uh, the sports solstice. But there's all, the sports solstice, there's also a baseball game. Now, see, I, I'm a baseball guy. Game seven. More than hockey. Phillies, and again, pitching for Arizona. The guy whose name I've teased all week, Pafat. Fat. Fat. Change your name if you're going to be in the middle. By the way, when Change he, your name. he joined the team and the guy in the clubhouse is like, seriously, this is how I, I'm sewing this on this guy's jersey. P-F-I-I-A-A-D-T. Hey, at least you spelled it correctly. I did spell it right. It's the Scrabble background in me. By the way, oh, I'm Frank Nicotero at Words with Friends. Come at me. Oh, yeah. Your words phone has actually gone off before because uh, you've got to work with friends. Because that's all I do. That is my zen. You know, Spencer gets up to play golf and watch what I get up to do this show and play words with friends. It's at Frank Nicotero. I got 6,000 wins. Um, How'd you feel uh, last night with the Astros being knocked out? Yeah, you know, I was I was thrilled. I mean, again, love Dusty Baker. Hate the Astros. Want them out. Um, I Come on. Plus, who doesn't want to see Texas in there? The Rangers, my dad always liked the Rangers. I liked Richie Zisk and Al Oliver, who played for the Pirates and then went over there. Uh, and plus, the if they wear the powder blues and the Phillies make it, we got powder blue, powder blue, and we got Creed blasting? Come on! I, I had the Phillies last night. I'll be honest, the Phillies at home. Uh, Aaron Noll on the mound, 3-0 in the postseason. They were minus 185. I had the Phillies and said, this is money in the bank. And then, oops, uh-oh, long ball, bit the Phillies. They they've been hitting the homers? No. D-backs have all the homers. But tonight... And is this not foreshadowing? By the way, I see a frozen image of Spencer up there. I think he's still there ready to jump in <laughs> on the monitor that I see here in the studio. I'm like, he's ready to come in with more numbers. He's ready. Um, pitching for the Phillies tonight. There he is. That, that, that's what I'm seeing right now to my right. I'm like, holy shit, is he back? Has he got more numbers he wants to throw out? Is he, is he crushing the baseball game now for us? It's just Daring through your uh, heart. Again, Spencer, all, nothing but respect and love. You were amazing. We want you back. Um, pitching for the Phillies tonight, Ranger... Suarez is starting the game. Uh, is this is this scripted like the NFL? Oh man, <laughs> the NFL is not scripted. Although the script is, I don't out. know if Kenny Pickett got the first down and the Colts definitely got robbed. Um, All right. 
There's too I, much going on right now. I, I, what's that? There's too much going on in the NFL for it to not be at least That's somewhat. But how great is NFL for embracing the conspiracy theories of yeah. the scripted? But, making that whole campaign of them sitting around with scripts. That was genius. It that was, was genius. That was, was hysterical. Very well done. But Ranger Suarez will carry the Phillies into the World Series to meet the Texas Rangers. Games one and two over the weekend. Then games three, four, and five, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Denny Nagel, 20-game winner, World Series champion of the Yankees, will be live in the studio sitting in Alex's chair. He's bringing along Greg Vaughn, who he played with on the Reds and the Yanks, and uh, Matty Cordova, local, right? A uh, he was an AL Rookie of the Year. They will be here. We got Tom Glavin is going to Skype or Zoom or what a Discord. What format do we Discord. use here? Discord. We don't know. Somehow we'll get him on, on, his, on video. But, I mean, come on. There's Tom Glavin as a Hall of Famer. That's going to be amazing. And Tom Glavin also, you might not know this, Drafted very high in the NHL draft as a goalie, right? Matt, you can confirm that he was. It was in a higher round too. Yeah, Glavin's also a hockey guy, so you'll be able to talk hockey with him. So there's. A, oh, I kicked. You know, when you're five seven, folks, and you're on a stool, you're gonna kick. You're gonna kick. My feet don't reach the stool thing, so sometimes I'm kicking like a little kid, waiting for a seat at Chili's or Applebee's. Tom Sorry, Glavin was, was drafted in the fourth round. Of fourth the NHL round. Draft. Yep. Not bad as a goalie. A lefty goalie, too, by the way. Yeah, Glavin was a great athlete, man. Um, but he chose baseball, and I think he did pretty good. He won over 300 games, and he's in the HOF. So lots of action. I mean, tonight, I mean, Alex, where are you watching all these games? You got, you got, you said you only have one screen, so you're relying on ESPN's coverage. Yes, I am, very much. But yeah, just at home. No quad box? No quad box. Is there no, does ESPN Plus have the quad? I don't think ESPN does. Just YouTube. By the way, YouTube, shout out to YouTube. For killing it with the NFL coverage in the quad box. Yeah, just let us pick the game. Let games. us pick the quad box. I know Jeff and I were talking about this. You know, it's it's like every every weekend I'm like, okay, there's three of the pieces. No, I don't want <laughs> I don't want Chicago game. Oh, sorry, oh Chicago. Man, I see, mean I want the Chicago game. My first uh, thought ask was your dad about Terry Bradshaw coin flip. See if he uh, knows anything about Terry Bradshaw could have been a bear to a coin flip. Oh well. It's pretty amazing. Uh, tomorrow on the show, I'm very excited. Melissa Peterman. I've worked with Melissa many times. Alex is a big Melissa Peterman fan. She's hysterical. She's from Minnesota. She's going to be very excited to talk Minnesota. about the Vikings. Uh, she's a giant Prince fan. We can talk Prince music. We can talk about her new game show, Person, Place, or Thing, which airs uh, syndicated on TV. I'm not sure of the time here in Vegas, but I'll find out. Uh, she's been on Reba. She was Reba's sidekick. She's on Young Sheldon. She's going to be phenomenal tomorrow, Melissa Peterman. We have all sorts of great guests coming up. But again, I just want to say, South Point app. The parlay tonight, I have the Penguins. Penguins underdogs at home. Alex is taking the Knights. On the puck line. Plus money on the puck line. And Ryan is taking the under of what game? Sharks-Panthers. Sharks-Panthers. Sharks are 0-4-1. They've good. looked gross in every game this year. They've what? They've looked gross. Like, just They've awful. looked gross. All right, they, Spencer, what do you think of that? Like Did they look team. gross? There's the frozen image of Spencer. Yeah, he got it. All right. I bet you right now he would jump in. <laughs> That's actually the, he lo the that look that he would give me. In. That guy's amazing. All right, listen. We appreciate you guys watching. I know I say this all the time. Make sure you subscribe. Any last-minute live comments about my jacket or anything? Uh, maybe sports movies? What do we got? Nope. Just uh, Super Bowl Forty. The Seahawks. Looks great. That was against the Steelers, by the way, I believe. The Steelers won that game. My friend Christian Hansen is probably watching if he's not watching Matt Houston right now. Uh, very bitter about that. There was a holding cut. Was it Hasselbeck through the look? We had two big plays. Heinz Ward on the flea flicker from Antoine Randall and Willie Parker. Fast Willie Parker broke like an 80 yard run. You need big plays when the Super Bowl Seahawks didn't do it, but we did it today. Big plays all day, all the sports. 
Frenzy, Salami, Melissa Peterman tomorrow. Alex White, thank you. Spencer McLaughlin and Giannis Adekutukumputupo. Congratulations on that big contract. <laughs> Ryan, thank you for being here as always. We're going to come back flush with cash on our parlay. Thank you for watching Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero. Lines live in Nevada every show.